you know, sometimes you take step after step after step and you don't feel like you're getting any closer to the end, but you are, right? And all of a sudden there's moments where you realize, oh, wait a minute, there's no longer these kinds of trees. There's these kinds of trees. We've hit another plateau. We've hit another level. And then you keep moving and you keep moving and you don't think you're getting anywhere. And then all of a sudden you turn a corner and you realize, oh, wait a minute, this is now there's snow on the ground or there's, there's these diff different kinds of trees here. And then all of a sudden you're at the very top, right? And, and the, the sense of accomplishment that you get, you know, from climbing a mountain or building a business or whatever your passion is, uh, is something that I think hiking gives you those little, those little bursts of kind of um, energy droplets that when you accomplish something like that, that seems like it's impossible when you start. And then when you're done, you're like, hell yeah, we just did that. Let's have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like that's just awesome. With no limitations, what does your perfect day look like? What if it's possible to live like that every day? Would you wake up after 9am, have perfect health, maybe fire your boss, have the money and freedom to do what you love most? The world is your oyster. Where would you be? Who would you be with? The possibilities are endless. Whether you believe it's possible for you or not, you can make more, work less and live free. Welcome to Freedom Hack Radio, where entrepreneur, best-selling author, world traveler and adventurer, Bryce Robertson and special guests crack the code on money, health, relationships, spirituality and having fun doing what you love most. Be inspired to create your own self-designed freedom lifestyle. Welcome back to another episode of Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. And today, my friends, we have a little bit of a different episode topic for you. We're going to dig deep on having fun. And here to join us to talk about this today is uh, Mr. David Coe and Brooke Coe. So thanks a lot for joining me today, guys. Thanks for having us. Our pleasure. I'm just realizing, Bryce, this is the first time I've seen my wife on a Zoom call before. It's kind of weird, uh, this experience. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are always usually together. It's odd, huh? <laughs> yep. do, you have, do you have separation anxiety, Dave? No, because I can see her. So it's okay. As long as she's on my screen and I can hear her, I'm okay. There you go. And uh, and she was telling me just earlier that she's enjoying the break. So uh, yeah. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, um, you know, for all of you listening right now, a little bit of context. So, you know, last year, we all know what happened in early 2020, the lockdown started happening, travel restrictions started happening. And most people on the planet uh, just sort of went inside their shells, stayed at home, everybody's chilled out more, and not many people have been traveling as much. Um, all the while, I'm following you guys on, um, on Facebook, and you guys are just on one heck of an adventure. And, and I love it. And I would consider myself to be uh, a pretty well-traveled guy. I've been to about 60 countries uh, for the last 10 years. Each year, I've spent at least a third, if not a half of the year traveling, whether it's nationally or internationally. Um, but I've got to say, I'm impressed with you guys. You have jam-packed so many adventures just into like about nine months. Uh, you guys are really taking massive action and, and uh, you're focusing on an important area of our life, having fun. And, um, you know, we teach people here on Freedom Hack Radio about financial freedom and time freedom and location freedom. And a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck 
you know, they're financially free, but they're just like working in their business and making money is the highest priority. And a lot of entrepreneurs leave having fun, um, you know, to last. And I know you guys on the side, you're ultra successful, but you're out there and you've like massively upshifted fun in like the list of your priorities. So, um, you know, what, what inspired this awesome adventure to begin for you guys last year? I'll take the first stab at this one. Um, you know, when, when the when the pandemic hit, you know, first of all, Brooke and I, we love to travel. It's it's one of you know what? Why do we do what we do? Everything in our life plan is all about being able to travel. One day we want to travel as much as Bryce Robertson travels uh, with his <laughs> bride as well, which I'm sure we'll tell some fun stories as we go through. And then, you know, like we had a trip last year planned to, uh, to Thailand. We were super excited. We'd never been to Asia. We were, we were, you know, kind of just starting into our planning process when the virus came out. Um, and then other trips we had planned, music festivals we had planned, restaurants with friends, like all the things that we had planned for 2020 um, obviously got, you know, um, got ripped away when, when the virus started going through. So uh, being the kinds of people that have a really hard time sitting around doing nothing, <laughs> you know, we, we started walking. And I think that, you know, we started off first just in our neighborhood. And then we got tired of looking at all the same homes in our neighborhood and, you know, giving credit to all the fences that we liked and making fun of all the neighbors that weren't painting all their, their fascia boards. And, um, you know, so we started doing uh, urban hikes throughout the city. And, you know, going through and, you know, we started other communities and neighborhoods throughout the city. What we did like Venice, Hancock Park. Uh, what were some of the other ones that we did, Brooke, that yeah. were happening? Um, Palos Verdes. We, we would just try to find different neighborhoods and different things to critique on homes because it was something to look at. And, mm -hmm. you know, we were away from our phones and we were away from stresses. So it kind of felt good to just be walking and be out there. But it wasn't quite nature just yet. <laughs> and then one, you know, we've always liked to hike, but we've never really considered ourselves hikers before, you know, it was one of those things that we did if there was nothing else to do. It's like, hey, let's go for a hike. And, you know, we we started, um, you know, we might do a little five mile hike somewhere. Um, and we went for a hike. And all of a sudden, it was like, we were out in nature, and we were getting fresh air, we were getting exercise, our phones didn't work although mine still goes off every now and then. And it was just like, all of a sudden we had this like new renowned lease on things to do. And, you know, luckily we're blessed. We live in Southern California, which besides having a bunch of amazing hikes uh, in our immediate area, um, you know, we are in Southwest United States. There are so many different cool national parks that we can drive to. And we just became like hiking junkies is probably the best way to put it. Um, and, um, you know, we have, you know, almost like kind of transformed our lives into instead of what are we going to do this weekend? It's more like, okay, what are we going to do this week once our hike over the weekend is complete, right? Like our, our, our life has almost been rebalanced to where it's like, okay, well, what hike are we going to do? Um, we have set a goal this year to get 50 hikes done, which is basically a hike a week, mm -hmm. uh, which we are on our pace. And, um, you know, that's become our our coronavirus lemonade um, has been hiking and we can't wait to get on a trail again. 
That's awesome. So, you know, everybody, yeah, well, not everybody else, a lot of people have chosen to lock themselves inside, stay out of fresh air and all this kind of stuff. And you guys are doing the opposite. You're like, all right, I'm out there. You get to adventure and you guys get to hit. So you hit so many of the core principles of, of areas in our life that we want to grow in to be fulfilled. And so you guys are getting health and fitness. You're getting um, outdoors and nature. Um, you guys are getting to have fun. I'm sure it's like deepening your marriage. Uh, because you guys get to travel and have all of these like awesome adventures together and check it, checking so many boxes. That's, that's really, really cool. So like, what's the deal? Where have you been? Where did you start? And um, what are some of the awesome places that you've been to? I think one of the first places during this pandemic that we wanted to go to was Arches in Zion mm. or near Zion. Mm. And we thought it was going to be crazy hard. So we had to do some warm up hikes. Uh, mm-hmm. We went up near Big Bear and started hiking the mountains there and the Pacific Coast Trail. And um, these warm-up hikes were probably harder than actual arches. Arches isn't actually that challenging. It's just beautiful. It was challenging yeah. due to the fact that it was almost 100 degrees or whatever when we were there. But wow. um, I think each hike kind of builds up to the next one. And once we did arches, it was like, oh, shoot, where can we go now? You know, that not only was that gorgeous, but it was during the pandemic, we traveled, we drove out there, we rented um, an Airbnb. So we stayed kind of on our own, we ate in, and all of a sudden it was doable. It wasn't, you know, we didn't have to worry about flying. We didn't have to worry about being in a crowded hotel room. And the trip itself was fun. You know, driving out there was fun and interesting and had its own little quirks to it. So, um, from there, we've actually been back to Zion again. We went out to Idaho. Where else did we go? Where'd you get? Where'd you guys go in Idaho? We were up on the the new the Fork River, the Henry Henry's Fork River, and actually, we we were invited to go there from some friends that were. Uh, it was a fly fishing. I'll call it a camp resorts. Mm-hmm. Probably a better description. It, it was it was pretty plush. Yeah. And while everyone else there was was there to kind of fly fish and hang out, Brooke and I went and and tackled some some great hikes through there, hiking along the river. And um, uh, so yeah, we were like in that northeast quadrant. We were about twenty minutes southeast southwest of um, the Westgate for Yellowstone. The Westgate. Oh, okay, got you. You're over that side there. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah, we actually did a hike in Yellowstone. Um, which was probably our most miserable hike of the year. What? Uh, That's like seriously know. the best place, man. Oh. Okay. So it had nothing to, do, nothing to do with how beautiful it was. We, we got out the car and the first part of the hike was about a mile to get to where this river was. Uh-huh. And it was over um, like a, a, a dry uh, lake that had kind of... Um, lake bed that had kind of dried. Well, it wasn't completely dry, which meant there was about a hundred million mosquitoes that we had to walk through to get to where the, the river was. Once we got to the river, there was a little more breeze and it wasn't quite so bad. But that first section of the hike, I think was probably the most miserable I've been on a hike all year long. Um, and it was still beautiful. It still beat sitting at home, working on a, you know, being on a Zoom call, um, you know, even if we were fighting for our lives through a herd of mosquitoes. Well, and the interesting thing is there's so many different types of hikes. You know, that one was mushy and buggy, but beautiful. And then like a few weeks ago, we were in Joshua Tree and we went to Arizona and those are 
extremely different. It's almost like you're on the landscape of Mars, um, but they have their own challenges and their own, like, it just, it seems unreal. And so each place you go, it, it just opens your mind of, wow, this exists and it's all right here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Well, let's talk about some of these places. You guys talked about Arches National Park before. Um, I've been there. It's amazing. It's beautiful. When I went there, I just thought, holy crap, this is like a step back in time. I felt like I was in the dinosaur ages or something. I've not seen landscapes that shape in that layout before. I really, it made me feel like the tiniest little human being, like I'm a little caveman and there's going to be some kind of big dinosaur jumping out. Um, what, what kind of hikes did you guys do there? Which hikes did you go on? So the, the hike that we did there that we liked the best, it's called the Devil's Backbone. And yep. if, when you go to Harches, it's all the way in the very back of the park, right? So you got to drive all the way back, about 40 minutes back there. They got a special camping ground back there, don't they? There is. It was a campground back there. And, and honestly, just to drive back there was like amazing, right? Because when you, when you get into Arches, you kind of, you have to climb into the park from the, you know, from your car, and then all of a sudden you're on, you know, as Brooke mentioned, it's like this Martian landscape, you know, surrounded by, you know, some, some civilization around you. Um, and, and what was cool about that hike is when you started off, it was, you know, it was, there's kind of like an easy little path and a lot of people drive back there. It's about a mile, you know, little loop. And I think three of the big arches in the park are off of that little hike. But then if you kind of keep going back through there, um, you know, you kind of do this big loop that goes, you know, actually you kind of climb down at first. Well, the, the route that we did, um, there's a, there was a couple of sections where we had to climb over a natural bridge that wasn't that wide. And, you know, Brooke was like, hey, let's sit down here and, and, and have lunch. And I'm like, no, let's keep walking. <laughs> We're not going to sit down here because if we fall, we die. Uh, and there was such a, great views. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, um, you know, it's funny, we, we, we each have our own like um, personality hiking, like, I actually don't mind climbing, like, I, like, like physically walking up a hill is something that I do really, really well, like and intensity fan for it, right. Yeah. But she, the climber, like she'll see a rock and she'll just take off and bounce up the rock. And, and, and she's got, I'll say a, a little less fear of heights than I do. And, and, and that way. Um, but we had these moments on this hike where we kind of were like, oh my God, we have to pay attention here. Yeah. And if we don't, we could, we could, we could be in serious trouble. And while it was kind of terrifying at the moment, it was like, I, I think we left that hike and, and I don't think we felt that alive in a long time. You that know, is so awesome. Having, having your heart beat and, and that nerves and really having to be hyper-focused on not letting your foot slip off the side of a rock and die to your death. Yeah. I think there's part of that in hiking that we both really respond to well, and it kind of has driven our passion. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. You guys are like ex extreme living on your growth edge. That's great. I mean, which one was it? I think it was Zion National Park. Um, there's the one where there's the narrows where you can hike in between sort of the, the narrow mm -hmm. canyon things. And then there's, is it Angel's Landing or something yeah. like that, where it's like up on the top? That did you Have you guys done that hike? That, that one is sketchy, isn't it? That one's ridiculous. So it starts out like a Disney ride. And, you know, we got there. Of course, we didn't make reservations. We drove in and there weren't any reservations available to go up there. So we parked at the visitor center and had a four mile hike in, was it? We had it. We had to hike four miles to our to hike. To 
Yeah, yeah. And almost to our hike. Four miles out from our hike to get back to the car. But when yeah. we and there's a pretty decent uh, elevation change when you're hiking in there too, huh? Yeah, for sure. And then we get there, and even though it's COVID times, there's still kind of a bit of people, you know, more than we usually care to hike with. Mm-hmm. And you start, and you got these switchbacks that are paved. And they have a, you know, a little railing, if you will. And it's, it's very Disney and there's a lot of people and I wasn't feeling it. I was like, I don't know. I, this, this seems really silly. It seems kind of dumb. And we finally, you know, he said, let's just keep going. So we finally get to the top and there's this plateau and there's literally a bathroom at the top of the first uh, summit, if you will. It wasn't really a summit. And a lot of people stopped there and I thought that was it. And I was thinking, this thing is hyped up so much. This is the worst hike I've ever been. And Dave points over and there's this narrow little bridge and then this really steep like mountain over here. And I'm like, what's that? And he goes, oh, that's where we're going. And I said, but, but that's on the other side. And he goes, yeah. So all of a sudden this kept going and you have chains. I'm sure you've heard of it or if you've been, but there's chains that the rock is smooth rock and it just kind of goes down this way and you have to hold on and there are people coming down and you're going up and you don't want to touch them or breathe on them. So you're trying to get around people going up and fortunately, the further you go, there's slightly less people. A lot of people seem to kind of drop off, but- Not, not off the side of the mountain. They just come around <laughs> and get the way. Yeah. Some, no. But okay. as we got to the very end of it, um, it was on this amazing plateau. You could see all of Zion up there. It just, it was so peaceful. You, we felt so accomplished. Um, we always bring peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So <laughs> we sat up there and like cheers our PBJs and um, it, it just, it felt amazing. Beautiful. Do you, do you feel like you got a bigger buzz on that one or the one over at Arches? This one, this, this, one. this one was, you will die. I, he was maybe freaked out a little by arches. It didn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was insane. Oh yeah. Like, you know, and to set it in perspective for people that haven't seen it, like there's literally a few feet between like the area that you can climb on in some sections. And then if you like, once you get beyond that couple of feet, it literally goes straight down. Like there's, there's no way you would survive. And not just to your right, but to your left also, like it literally yeah. you're on a bridge that's like, and, and, and we're not joking. It's like a thousand foot or more drop either way you would fall left or right. It's, it's, it's not for the faint at heart at all, for sure. No, and like people need to pass each other too. And like, you yeah. know, and they're, they're, there's yeah. like someone that could be freaking out and taking up much more room than what they need to, you know? We, we no, had there a- There actually was that guy right when we started. Yeah, yeah we-, we were, Go on. I, I was gonna say, we had a few, especially on our way down. And it's funny, like on the way up, we're so much more focused on the way down, it was like, you know, we, we, we were kind of almost like going backwards. We, we, it wasn't quite as scary once you kind of had seen it already. But we had a couple of people that were freaking out that we had to get around. And of course, if you have to get around them, you have to let go of the chains, right? So there was a point where it's like, all right, well, let's just very carefully and hope she doesn't freak out and do something crazy and knock us off the rock. But, um, but yeah, no, it was... Um, I like that hike. Harches was fun, but my favorite hike in Zion that we did was the subway trail, uh, which was one where we did get a permit for. And instead of being like in the main area of the park, we kind of drove like 40 minutes to the northwest quadrant of the park. And I think on the entire hike that we did, 
We maybe saw 12 other people the entire hike. Um, nice. And you had to hike down this really steep canyon to get to this riverbed. And then when you got out to the riverbed, um, you know, for the most part, it's just a river, like in the middle of the most beautiful place you've ever been on the face of the earth. And it was, it was in the fall. So all the trees were, were yellow and red. And I think when we started, it was probably in the, what Brooke, like the high thirties, low forties. Oh, it's cold. <laughs> But by mm. you know, midday, it got into like the high 50s or low 60s. So it was great having a couple of different temperature changes. And then all the way at the back of that hike, there's a section that looks like a, a subway you would find in New York. But you're at the base of like a huge mountain that, that for me felt like staring up at El Capitan when you're at yeah. Yosemite. And then there's this little like kind of naturally carved subway trail that that water carved out, you know, and a bunch of reflection pools back through there. Uh, that was probably my favorite hike of, of the whole last year, except for maybe the one we did in, in uh, Sedona. That one was pretty cool also. Yeah. What, what was the deal with the one in Sedona? Um, it, it was a challenging hike, but the thing that's interesting about a lot of these hikes is this one in particular, you, we went through multiple different terrain types. So we started out and there was like, maybe 20 car parking at the base of this and it was full at eight in the morning. So we drove a mile down the street and there was secondary parking and the trail leading from the secondary lot to this one was kind of along a river. And it was just so interesting and unique that that in and of itself would have been a really cool, more like a walk, but you know, it, it was a water hike and trees and um, then you, we went under a bridge and we went, we started our hike and now we're in amongst trees and um, you can see the cliffs of the mountain. And then once we started climbing the face of the mountain, it was very rocky, very steep, uh, very dry. Like you never had a flat footfall. You were constantly stepping on stones everywhere. And then we get to the top and we're on the plateau of the mountain. And now again, it's forest and there's big, huge trees there. And then all of a sudden you come to the edge and the, like they wrote about it, people talked about it, people took pictures and posted them, but you just can't explain it. But to be there, the view of the entire Valley of Sedona and just the, the I mean, all of the different mountains and plateaus and, and everything about it was, was so spectacular. We sat up there and ate our uh, lunch with our feet hanging over and just took it in for like 45 minutes. It was amazing. Isn't that, a, isn't that phenomenal? You know, like experiences like that, I'm feeling it as you're saying, and I remember being experiences where you have like that, where you just sit there and it's almost like no other problems in the world even matter and everything comes into perspective and you're just like, wow, the world is such a magical place. Like just, just phenomenal. That's, that's awesome. And Sedona is a really beautiful area. It's amazing. Yeah, the name is, is, this is called Wilson Mountain. So if people are interested in actually climbing it, it's the tallest peak in Sedona and it sits on the Northern part of Sedona. So when you're there, you're looking out, you literally look at the entire town of Sedona, uh, Oak Creek, which is that little neighboring sister to Sedona that's just as beautiful. Um, and, uh, you know, it, that was one of those hikes where we got out of the car and we looked at our map and we looked up at where the peak was and we're like, how are we going to get up there? Like, I don't even see where the trail is. Um, which is one of the things that I really dig about hiking. And, you know, and I know this is not a, 
a real estate um, uh, type of uh, episode. It's more hiking. But that's one of the things that I love about hiking is that, to, and, and I, I equate it to being an entrepreneur and with my real estate business is that, you know, sometimes you take step after step after step and you don't feel like you're getting any closer to the end but you are, right? And all of a sudden there's moments where you realize, oh, wait a minute, there's no longer these kinds of trees, there's these kinds of trees. We've hit another plateau, we've hit another level. And then you keep moving and you keep moving and you don't think you're getting anywhere. And then all of a sudden you turn a corner and you realize, oh, wait a minute, this is now there's snow on the ground or there's, there's these diff different kinds of trees here. And then all of a sudden you're at the very top, right? And, and the, the sense of accomplishment that you get, you know, from climbing a mountain or building a business or whatever your passion is, uh, is something that I think hiking gives you those little, those little bursts of kind of um, energy droplets that when you accomplish something like that, that seems like it's impossible when you start. And then when you're done, you're like, hell yeah, we just did that. Let's have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, that's just awesome. No, that's no, no, no. At the end, it's the car beer. <laughs> the car beer. That's, yeah, that's the end end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every every post you've ever seen from us, Bryce, you'll you notice we always have either a red stripe or a Sapporo that we bring one beer right with us on the way back. And like at the end of the hike, no matter how hot it is, no matter how tired we are, no matter how beat up we are, we know that there are two cold beers waiting in our cooler for us. And it's just what we need to get to the car to finish up. Are you guys Australian? Because you guys are starting to sound like you're Australian. <laughs> I think you rubbed up on us, mate. <laughs> That's awesome, man. You know, going back to what you were saying before about one step after another, I would consider myself to be a pretty good judge of uh, size and distance and things like that. Like if there's something to, that needs to fit in a cup, I can choose the right cup and things like that. I'm pretty good at that. But when we're hiking, I look at something and I'm like, we're going to get from here to the top of that thing in like three and a half hours. It just sometimes it just doesn't like make sense to me when I look at those distances and then we'll get up to the top of something and go, Holy crap. I can't believe we just like went that distance. It's pretty impressive how far we can actually travel in one day. Um, if we're like really going for it in a hike, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, and, and very. It's amazing sorry. what we can do as human beings when we just put our mind to it too. Right. And just, just kind of commit, to taking a step at a time, right? You, you can't climb a mountain in one big leap. You have to climb it in hundreds of thousands of little steps. Uh, and that's, you know, that, that the pursuit of that is something that's really driven me to, to hiking as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm curious to see what your judgment is like. Um, I would consider myself to be a pretty decent hiker. I've been on some cool hikes, um, but I'd never been on multi-day hikes before until I went down to Patagonia. It was like 2019. My wife and I went down there and we went to Torres del, Ta Torres del Paine National Park. Um, and it was this hike that you basically go from one point to the next point, And then you stay at a different like little camps and there's about five camps or something. And it takes about five days and I, I think the, the total thing is uh 70 miles or something like that it's 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 pretty decent right we had no idea what to prepare for uh, we didn't really know what clothes we should wear because we didn't know how hot or cold we were going to be um we did we just bought like all this canned food and we put like all canned food in our backpack we would have had about like 40 pound backpack i think and then we ended up getting hit with uh it was a hundred and something kilometer per hour winds um we had like temperatures below 30 degrees um and then it got like 
like it was like all sorts of crazy stuff. We learned a ton um, because we were just very ill prepared on like all of the equipment. Like, did we bring too much water? Not enough water? Too much food? Um, what have you guys found um, as far as that goes for you when you're when you're managing your little day trips? We haven't done the multi-day trips. That's something that we're hoping to work up to next year. Um, and we, we've been planning for it. A lot of this is kind of our prep and figuring out the right equipment because exactly like you said, you'll see somebody in these really bulky, heavy clothes. And when you hike, you wear lots of layers, thin, light layers. Same thing with packing. Like you usually have dehydrated food or things that are light. You have the water filter. Ideally, you're hiking amongst a water source that you can fill up your water canister and, and zap it to get all the bacteria out of it. But one, I hope I can sleep outside multiple days on edge and not my, my biggest fear is being cold because mm. I'm always cold. And then my second fear is I always wake up at three 30 in the morning. Am I going to wake up and not get any sleep and then just be a mess? Or do I wake up at three 30 in the morning and go, Hey, let's go. Come on. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and do start our next day hike. So I think we're hoping uh, to, to try out Catalina for like our test grounds. Okay. Um, I mean, it's great. There's tons of camping there and just go from end to end. I think it's a two or three day, something that we can see really? okay, just the right gear. And then once we know, and can we do it, we're hoping to go bigger and we're hoping to do, um, uh, what's it called? Well, the, the John Muir trail is the John one that we're looking up, up towards, which is basically, um, you know, hiking from Yosemite to Mount Whitney all through the Sierra Nevadas. Uh, it's about a 30 day hike. So mm -hmm. that's the one that we're, we're kind of working up towards next year. I'd say this past year, most of our passion has been on climbing peaks. We, we've mm -hmm. been peak hunters, mm -hmm. um, you know, so, you know, we went from doing like a thousand foot, you know, vertical feet to, you know, then we did, you know, 1500 and then we did 2,500 and, you know, now we're doing four to 5,000 feet per, per hike, um, you know, to do. Uh, Mount Whitney's on our radar this year. Uh, Mount Whitney is the highest peak in, you know, the contiguous United States, 14,000 some odd feet. And that one's actually a two day hike. You know, you have to spend a night, you, you hike to like a launching spot, sleep, and then get up early on under headlights the next day and climb to the peak. So that's, that's one of the ones that we have on our radar this year. So, okay. So you got that on the list. That's the, that's the biggest hike or well, the highest hike in America, right? Mount Whitney. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So um, that's really cool that you guys are going to do the John Muir. How do you say his last name? Muir. John Muir. Muir train. Um, <clears throat> at the end of that, you said Mount Whitney is there. So do you climb Mount Whitney at the end? Nope. No, that nope. Mount Whitney is, Mount Whitney is one goal. John Muir trails another Okay. Uh, John Muir Trail, you know, again, that's like a hundred. No, no, that's a, I forget how many miles it is. It's like a 300 mile. Depends on how long you want to do it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Depending on how much of the trail you want to take down. So no, you wouldn't do that and then climb Whitney. You'd do that and then you'd drive home and sleep for three months and then you'd get up and do Whitney again. Well, Brooke's waking up at 3.30, mate. I don't know what you're doing, but <laughs> she's waking up at 3.30. She's ready to go. We actually did one hike this summer that um, you had to start early and it was in the summer and, you know, this was a hot summer in Southern California. And so we woke up at three and we had to drive out there and it was a two, almost a two hour drive. And so as we launched from the parking lot, it was pitch black. We had headlights on and we had to hike up 
the first maybe hour in almost pitch black. And that was an entirely different type of hiking experience, but it was really interesting because you can only see what's in your light stream. You can hear lots of other things going on, but you're yeah. not really sure what's there. So that was kind of a lot of trust. It, it, it heightened a lot of uh, <laughs> um, just senses. senses, that's a word. So yeah, that, that was definitely an interesting one. And that was one of the first bigger peaks that we did this summer, right? Yeah, there, there, there are six major peaks in Southern California and we did four of them this year. Uh, the other two we couldn't do because fires closed them off and then mm -hmm. snow closed them off. But, um, you know, we, we're going to tackle those this year as well. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting because we were, we were by a river, but we couldn't see it. We could hear it. We could smell it. We could feel the water droplets, but we couldn't see it because it wasn't quite close enough to where it was illuminated with our headlamps. But, um, yeah, head headlamp hiking has become uh, something that, you know, especially to beat the heat, something we'll probably do a lot more this summer. Um, you know, it's a, another another added dimension of uh, to make things a little more challenging. That's awesome. And you get to see the beauty of the sunrise when it comes up, which is pretty magical. And most of us don't get to catch that every day. So that's really cool. Yeah, actually, that, that hike we started off, there was no sun, but we did have both Mars and Venus in the sky. So we felt like we had some planet light that was lighting our way. It wasn't that much. Game on. Very nice. That's awesome. So you guys are talking about doing the John Muir train, uh, Trail. You guys have an appetite further out in the future for anything like the PC Trail or like the Appalachian Trail or something like that? I do. I'm not sure Mrs. Co. does. Um you know, I, I think as we continue to build our financial freedom as well, clearly those are like not multi-day, multi-week, but multi-month no, adventures. Yeah. Um, I, I have an appetite for something like that. I don't know if Brooke's that uh, willing to be that rugged for that many weeks and months on end. Let, let's test out the multi-day and see how that goes. <laughs> when are you thinking about doing this multi-day hike? The, the John Muir one? Oh, well, for, first we're doing local, like Catalina ish or John Muir. If we did it, was what were we looking at? Like September, because you also have to gauge the weather. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of summer, it's just way too hot. Or if you go too late, then there's snow everywhere. So I okay. think September was an optimal month to do it. Yeah, we, okay. we actually had that one for like next year. So our, our plan right now is, is sometime like like mid July of 2022 because you have to get a permit ahead of time as well mm -hmm. um and, and that that's the ideal time to be in that part of the country um there's still snow in the mountains you know because there's snow in the mountains year-round up there but the at the base where you're hiking it's dry and it's not terribly cold at night um so yeah that's the plan Catalina Catalina is going to be our first multi-day uh, hike that we're going to do and we're, we're talking about that in the next month or two um, <clears throat> you know, in Southern California, it only rains like three months of the year. Uh, and now we're in our rainy season. So we'll probably do that once the rain kind of goes away. Three months of the year it only rains about three days of the year in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Over a three month period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one day each month. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually thinking about, well, not thinking about one of my goals is to hike Anconcagua in, um, Argentina. And so we were in Argentina in, I don't know, mid 2000 and 
2019 and we went to this really awesome Michelin star style restaurant with a, um, with a chef called Francis Melaman. That's uh, really quite huge in, in Argentina, this beautiful place out near wine regions. And uh, we're sitting there during the day and we saw these clouds really, really quite high over the mountains. And then on top of the clouds, there was this big, like gray thing. And I said to the guy, I'm like, what is that thing up there? It looks like there's like a UFO in the sky. It was like so high up. Like I didn't even know what it was. And he's like, oh, that's Anconcagua. And I'm like, well, what's that? He's like, that's the top of a mountain. It goes all the way past the other mountains and then up over the clouds. And um, I, like, I, I literally can't even describe how high it was in the skyline. You had to be there to see it. Um, then I did some research on it and you can climb it. And it's actually uh, one of the top uh, it's, I think one of the top seven mountains to climb in the world. Uh, they have uh, a seven wonders of the world or seven peaks of the world where on each continent, they pick the highest mountain and that's the house highest mountain in, in South America. Anyway, it doesn't require any climbing skills like rock climbing or rappelling or anything like that. It's pretty basic. So it's, it's really based off performance of, you know, can you handle hiking, um, at, and can you handle the altitude because mm -hmm. it's about a 28 day adventure of like going up and then coming back down so anyway the time of the year to do it down there because it's in argentina and they got a little bit of different stuff going on with the seasons is around about january so i'm thinking of doing that next year january um but with all the travel stuff going on i may not want to be getting on planes yet uh and what i do it the year after so um if you guys are up for it i'm definitely throwing out an invite for people to go with me because right now my wife's like i love hiking but you're, you're taking me to Argentina to the wine region where there's all these amazing restaurants. That's where I'm going to be. And you can I go hike for 28 days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to do that one and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, connect with you guys again on that and see if you guys are up for it. It's uh, I'm pretty excited about that one. What's the elevation? Yeah, it's fine. Bryce. I'm not sure. I'd have to, I, I can't tell you what that is off the top of my head, um, but check it out. It's called Anconcagua. It's, uh, it's, it's one of the highest peaks in the world. It's, it's, it's very, it's not too far off the, the Himalayas as far as heights go. So wow. it's, it's up there. You know, it's, it's interesting. Cause I think, you know, um, as we love to travel, like we love going to Europe, we love going to see different cultures. And I think previously all we ever wanted to do was go to places go in inside and outside of churches, drink wine, have great food, go to museums. Mm -hmm. I never thought about wasting time while I'm traveling to go for a hike, right? Mm. Versus now, you know, the fact that we are starting to think about like Switzerland and, and Austria um, are places that we've been to mm. before, but we never thought about like doing hikes there. So yeah. even now, like moving forward, how we travel internationally, I think will change. We'll probably start traveling with our shoes and our gear and, mm -hmm. you know, maybe breaking off a day or two, you know, while we're in cities to go escape into the wilderness and, and get some hikes in. Yeah, that's amazing, man. That's where the adventures happen. I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I love checking the cities and all that kind of stuff as well. But my favorite experiences traveling have always been uh, adventures that I've had in nature, you know, surfing or hiking or scuba diving or whatever, because that way we get to see things mm -hmm. that we, you, you don't even get to see some of these things on National Geographic. Some of them are that cool. Um, that's, that's amazing. Good stuff. So um, what are some of the, some of the hikes that you've got lined up for this year? apart from the ones that you've already mentioned? Usually. I well, we've got two peaks to climb locally. 
Yeah. Right. So we've got San Jacinto, which is the big peak uh, between Hemet and Palm Springs, and then San Gregorio, which is the tallest peak in Southern California. Um, so both of those are on our, our radar this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also talked about, you know, getting up into, um, we want to do more coastal, Northern California coastal hikes like through the Redwoods. We've done a couple of really super cool Redwood hikes um, this year, like in Santa Cruz and some mm-hmm. of those areas. Uh, and then wh- where Would else? Up to like Mount Shuster and stuff like that. Would you like to check out that area? Oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah i've not been there i've heard Go it's ahead, super awesome yeah Shasta's so is a big one. Oh, you know what else is king's canyon and, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and um some of that hiking amongst the uh, sequoia sequoia national park um again we have to wait for the snow to melt there but we've got that on our our radar this year as well yeah. i was gonna say most of our hiking planning is done friday night when we're drinking a bottle of wine and then we're on all trails and we're going, oh, what about that? What about that? <laughs> so we don't, nice. we kind of have a general idea of places, but that's where we go. Okay. What are we going to do this weekend? What are we going to do next weekend? Yeah. Random and spontaneous. Mm-hmm. I remember actually taking my parents through uh, Sequoia National Forest and Kings Canyon and we had to do a detour to do it because um, we were coming from sort of uh, San Francisco back down to Southern California and uh, we, we took a couple of hour detour to go to, I think it's the giant Sherman tree or whatever it is, the biggest yeah. tree that's there, uh, big, biggest di- diameter. What is it? Giant Sherman? Is it General yeah. Sherman? The General, General Sherman. Sherman tree. Yeah. And it was a really cold day and we went for like, I don't know, two, three hour sidetrack to get there on these windy roads in the Jeep. And we get there and, and dad's like, this is what we came for. It just looks like a fucking tree, mate. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny there anyway. But I, I think it's, it's a, beautiful. That's a big fucking tree is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And we, we like saw some bears and everything. I thought it was cool, but he wasn't impressed. But uh, you never know. It's always worth going on the adventure. So uh, one thing I'm super curious about, guys, is you, uh, you're a great couple. I, you're always doing a lot of things together. Now that you're like hiking and traveling, I'm assuming you're spending even more time together. Um, what's that like for you guys? You know, even though we are both working from home now, I'm on calls all day, he's on calls all day. We're in physically the same house, but we don't really get to communicate much throughout the day. So, and if we do, it's kind of little bits and then he gets a call or I get something. So I I think the traveling and um, the hiking, being away again from all that technology really is letting us Mm. talk together and get closer. And I think also, you know, when we knew we were good for each other was when we knew we could travel well together. Like when we Mm. were first dating, we went um, on a few trips and we just, we both had the same adventurous spirit and we're up for pretty much anything. So we're like, okay, this, this will (laughs) work. Yeah. That's awesome. And isn't that amazing? That happens, the experience when we're hiking. I just get a lot of clarity. I get a lot of like problems that get solved because my mind just clears out. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, and and some of the conversations that I've had when I'm hiking, just, you know, maybe digging deep on some stuff and really opening up and and getting introspective. Um, I'm I'm sure you guys have had those kinds of experiences too. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 
you, you need to have like four or five free hours to have some of those kinds of conversations, which we don't generally have when we're, you know, in our normal day-to-day lives. So yeah, like the, 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 um, the envelope that we exist in when we're hiking to be able to talk about deep things is a lot more expansive. And, you know, we're, we're also, we've got, you know, we've got kids that are now in college. So we're kind of empty nesters now. Right. And we're starting to get this big, huge chunk of our lives back that is now just for each other and not as much about, you know, having to go to volleyball games and music performances and all the things that we used to have to do when we had, you know, kids in the house every single day. So, yeah, it's been great to have hiking as a way to kind of rebuild our relationship. Um, You know, we've always loved to travel. And I think what we're realizing now is that, you know what, we could just travel for the day. Like we don't have to plan some big, huge 30 day adventure to get away to reconnect. Like yeah. you can be here for six hours, go climb a mountain, have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and wash it down with a red stripe and like be refueled for another week. Um, you know, that, that's been one of the things that I think we've really kind of learned this year during the pandemic. That's beautiful. And what do the boys think? Have you, have, have the boys been watching you guys hike and then just go, okay, we're going to join these guys. They're having way more fun than us. <laughs> they've they've definitely been watching us like we come back and you know either i post my pictures obviously or i'll show my son who still lives here um but they're they're both kind of hikers in their own right just not early morning because it requires waking up um but we've taken trey our 19 year old on a few local hikes with us and he's he's a mountain goat you know he sees a rock just like me and he goes right on up or but he's he's a bit parkour so not only does he go up, but he's going up and doing all kinds of flips and stuff. And so he's fun to take on a hike and it makes us feel really old. Um, the other one, <laughs> we'll see. He's actually coming down next weekend and I'm going to take him on a hike. And hike it's going to be cool. Huh? You did hike in Santa Cruz with Sinjin. Well, we did, but that was more of kind of a walk. Like this is going to be a bit more of a hike. So, uh-huh. and, and I know he'll be great, but it'll be interesting to see if he really digs into it or <laughs> um, I, I, I think though they appreciate that we're still doing things together and they can see the joy that it brings us and you know the the freedom that we're feeling from being able to go out and do this like they we come back refreshed so we're better than being just stressed all week yeah and so so you should I mean you guys are more adventurous than the average 20 year old you guys are out there crushing it I love it you know, one, one of the things uh, I'll say a highlight of last year was for Christmas. Um, you know, I, I, we, we have one, our, our youngest son still lives with us, although he's never home. You know, we call him our roommate, not our son anymore. Um, and for Christmas, uh, we got this, uh, you know, like when they were little, you know, they would like do a card with crayons, you know, type of gifts for us for all these, you know, all these occasions. Well, Trey actually wrote us a poem uh, and, and he, he called it The Wanderers. And he wrote this, this, like this poem that's this really beautiful poem that we were like, wow, you wrote this? We, we were trying to figure out where he copied it from. But he sensed in us and saw that how much we love to wander and travel and be out there. And that, that kind of, um, I think, personality and lifestyle that we're building together, it is impacting them. And I think they see it and they appreciate it. And, and you know, I don't think they see their parents as two people that you know, spend their time uh, unwillingly together, you know, hating each other and, you know, finding brief moments where they can enjoy each other, but instead people that are 
working together, building a life and having fun and, you know, damn what happens in the world around us. We're still going to continue to live our lives and find adventure. That's awesome, man. And I totally feel that, which is why I wanted to have you guys here on Freedom Hack Radio, because, you know, you're really going against the stream right now. So what would you say for all of our freedom hackers out there right now that have been staying at home that maybe want to get out there, get out there and travel? Maybe it's not hiking. Maybe they want to do something else. Um, you know, should people be scared about going out and traveling right now? Like, what, what, do, what do you got to say? What advice have you got for our freedom hackers? I, I think... You know, we're, we're not quite ready yet to fly, but we've still gone multi-state on multi-state trips. So we drive, again, we find the Airbnbs and th there's absolutely a way to do it safe. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is just to change your environment, you change your, your state of mind. The second you get away from home now represents work, unfortunately. You know, it's no longer a place where you can just relax and, and not have to think about anything because most of us are working from home. So it's easy just to do that one last thing or send that other email. Mm -hmm. um, when you get out, you can just feel the stress and the anxiety and the pressure kind of go off your shoulders. Um, so it's, it, and like Dave said, you know, it helps you when you do get back to work because you're refreshed and you're focused. So I would absolutely recommend doing it. Plus vitamin D combats supposedly coronavirus, um, get out into the sun. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I think early in the year, there was there was like two things that I saw to minimize the impact of coronavirus if you had it. Number one was um, sunlight, vitamin D. Mm -hmm. And number two was smoking cigarettes. Well, neither of us are smokers. So we figured the sunlight was a better way for us to do it. But, you know, for, for people that are, you know, nervous, I, I think you can get out of the home and still be careful. You know, like we we wear our mask, number one, which is most important. Um, you know, whenever we travel, again, we drive everywhere in our own car. Um, we stay in Airbnbs. We order, we still order food just like we were at home, or we'll go to the grocery store there, buy food and, and cook it, you know, wherever, whatever house we're renting. I'd say probably the biggest hurdle we've had, uh, we've had driving has been finding restrooms while we're car tripping through the United States because. Mm. Some places, they don't even have the restrooms open. And then when you do, you have to physically go inside to do that. But other than that, like, that's the only time I think we've been in a position where it's like, wow, maybe we're taking a chance here. Pretty much the rest of the time, we've just extended our home to these different places around, you know, around the southwestern United States that we could drive to. And I still feel like we've been very, very careful with coronavirus, even though we've been out doing all these great adventures just because we're, you know, we're taking the proper precautions and, you know, again, kind of staying within the guidelines of where you need to be um, to be safe, but still finding adventure. And Dave, how have you found that this has affected you and your performance with your businesses and, and all of that, you know, like, has it actually been something that's, that's enhanced or what's it been like for you? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I get guys like Bryce Robertson calling and ask me to be on a podcast because of my hiking photos. So I, I, I honestly think that, you know, some of the adventures that we're putting on our social media, you know, again, I, I think it shows that we are, are, are not collapsing in the pandemic, but we're mm -hmm. continuing to, to thrive and grow. Uh, it makes me more effective Monday through Friday, right? When I've had a, you know, a really relaxing weekend, um, and, you know, so much of my business is just getting a chance to meet people and talk to people and networking with people. And, you know, all these different things that I'm involved in now, 
right? Like I have the best icebreaker stories out there. And usually they'll come up and say, Hey, I saw you guys were on this mountain last week. We climbed that mountain before it's kind of given that common thread. Cause there's, you know, we're not the only people in the world that love to hike. Um, a lot of people do. And a lot of people have done things that, you know, now we're doing and posting about. So, uh, I have found that it's kind of created this little bridge of commonality that I can have with strangers and, you know, open up in conversations and talk about something that's more fun and than real estate investing, build a relationship and then, you know, transition into having a conversation about investing and in wealth. Beautiful. How about you, Brooke? How's it changed? Uh, I think very similarly, you know, with my, my, meetings at work, my video calls and so forth, people will make comments about where we were the past weekend and what we're doing. And it just, it keeps that human element there instead of having it all be work. And it's, it's just like Dave said, a nice commonality amongst people. So it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know you guys are inspiring a lot of people on Facebook. You guys are getting like quite the crowd following you on all of this because of all of your adventures. Um, have you directly inspired a few people to bump up their game and go out and start um, traveling more and, and hiking more? I think several people have, have stated that we, we have and that they want to get out and go. And uh, many have asked us for hikes, recommendations, and give me your specific route. <laughs> Yeah, no, we 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 actually have some friends that um, are part of our pod, you know, because we all have our little group of immediate friends, and I think they were always they liked to hike, but I don't think they were ever considered themselves hiking enthusiasts. And now, you know, we're going on hikes together. We're sharing hikes back and forth. I'll say that Brooke and I have an appetite for things that are a little bit longer and a little bit higher and more extreme, mm -hmm. but. Um, you know, they still love to do it. And, you know, we, we, we have been approached by many people asking for our best hikes of the year. And, and one of the things that I always tell people, my best hiking tips, the thing that took us from, you know, two people that just like to go for a walk to people that are hikers is the app, all trails, all mm. trails is amazing. Uh, we've got the pro membership. It's like $30 a year, best $30 I've ever spent in my life. And anywhere you're at, you can go through and, you know, look at different trails, you know, figure out if, you know, if it's something that's an advanced trail, intermediate trail, beginner trail, how long, there's different reviews, there's photos. So it's been one of the things that we, you know, when Brooke mentions Friday night with a glass of wine, she's not joking. We'll literally sit there and send trails back and forth to each other on which one we think is right for the weekend. And then we'll finally pick one. And then, you know, next thing you know, we're in the car with headlamps on driving to go hike a mountain. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, t I got that app too. I dig it. Super cool. You can like narrow down on hikes because you're like, oh, I want to check one with a waterfall. Is this, is this a pet friendly hike and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And some of them can be a little bit hard to find the start or the finish. And those reviews, um, you can usually crack the code with the comments that people put in there and they'll tell you how to get there. Yeah. yeah. And the map too, right? Being able to follow yourself. If you do get off trail, you know, being able to, to get the map out and say, oh my, we totally missed it here. Let's backtrack here and get back on trail. That's probably saved us from, you know, some of our, some of our deeper hikes where it, had we not had that, you know, who knows, maybe we would have gotten a little more lost and been stuck out overnight or something. So yeah, it's a great app. It, it, it's, it's a highly recommended. 
That's awesome. So it sounds like you're almost sponsoring all trails, um, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, uh, red stripe and Sapporo. <laughs> yeah, let's throw REI. There you go. <laughs> We've become good friends at the art with the REI people. You taking advantage of the discounts? Absolutely. Very good. Very good. Yes. Nice. Well, that's good, guys. Hey, I appreciate it. I know uh, you guys are busy. You're, you're off traveling all over the place, having tons of adventures. I really appreciate you guys coming on today. I hope everybody's got a ton out of this. Um, I actually forgot to mention this in the beginning, but for those of you who have been dialed in, David was actually with us here at Freedom Hack Radio on episode 21 uh, with his partner, Brian Miller, and they, they were speaking to us about millennial investing. So make sure to go back and check out that episode um for anybody to keep in touch with you and find out any more of your adventures or to find out you know what's happening with your millennial investments or any opportunities there how do we best keep in touch with you guys yeah for me um you know my email is best so it's david at capitalstackinvestments.com or you can find me on instagram at co coe realtor excellent Excellent. And that's going to be, we're going to have links in the show notes for all of this as well. Um, we'll even have links to uh, what was, what was the amazing thing you guys were promoting before? Uh, all trails. We'll have links to all trails and everything in there as well. Uh, you guys got any final words? I'll, I'll say this. One of our greatest adventures in the last few years was running into you and Tiffany, uh, you know, mm -hmm. in, in, in the, uh, in Prague. So uh, you know, I love the idea of traveling with you guys again and maybe adding a hike or two along the way. That'd be awesome. Beautiful, mate. We're down for the adventure. Love it. Yeah. Oh, and then also, Bryce, we will see you at uh, the Intelligent Investor Real Estate Conference next weekend. So you might as well put that link up there, too. Um, yes. part, of, part of my world is a, a great three-day real estate conference. Uh, Bryce is going to be one of our speakers talking about the stuff that he's doing um, and, and investing. I'm going to be one of the speakers and hosting. And we've got this super cool networking app that we've just uh, just uncovered that has like our same little Zoom photos that we have here, but you can walk digitally through a space and talk to the people around you. So part of our, our this conference has always been the networking. And, and even though we're still doing it digitally and on zoom, we finally found something that'll allow us to have a very realistic networking like opportunity. So um, yeah, put the link up for IIREC 21 as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put that in there. And, you know, I've got to attest, these guys run like amazing events. And, um, you know, if you're interested in making money and learning about investing in real estate, whether you want to do it actively or passively, it's an event like no other where the content and the, and the quality of speakers and everything that you're going to hear there is so top notch. Um, it's really, you really got to check it out. Um, you guys run a quality operation. And uh, so for people who are going to listen to this episode that comes, that if it comes out uh, or if they, uh, listening to it, you know, a couple of months down the track, can we get a recording of the events of IRREC? Like, is there anything that we can do there? Same website. I'll send you the website. It'll be available after the fact as well. Okay, beautiful. So those of you who can't make it for the live event, you can catch the recordings. Um, it's it's going to be a what? A three-day event? Three-day event, yeah. Three-day event. 
Very good. Excellent. Well, thank you guys very much. We'll have links for all of that in the show. I hope you guys have appreciated this. And I'm assuming that you've been inspired to go out there and at least do some hiking or go for a walk somewhere somewhere locally and get outside and uh, increase your health, increase your relationships and have some fun because you deserve it. And um, you can still do it even with the environment that's around us right now. So once again, thank you guys very much. Uh, This is Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. And until next week, Live large, live free. G'day, this is Bryce Robertson. I'm your host here at Freedom Hack Radio, and I truly, truly hope that you got a ton of value out of the episode that we just shared with you. And if you did, make sure to subscribe on your YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite podcasting platform. Hit the notification button so you can find out about the next episodes as they come out. Because if you haven't achieved financial time and location freedom, you really need to be dialed in here. So make sure to subscribe and follow us along as you grow on your path to financial time and location freedom here at Freedom Hack Radio.